Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spore in the Morning podcast. This is review number 219 with a review of Evil Dead. I'm Christopher Schneezy. I'm Carson Patrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spore the Morning podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, Carson Patrick and I dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases, television shows, and web series from the past week and beyond. Each week, you're going to get a couple different episodes. You're going to get a main review, or maybe a few. Um, this week, we have our review of Evil Dead, which you are listening to right now. You're also going to get a trailer talk segment where we discuss some of the trailers that have hit the internet recently, and also a what we've been watching segment where we discuss all the things we've been watching outside of the podcast. How you doing tonight, Carson? You have a better weekend than I had. I, I maybe. I hope not. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, you hope that you didn't have a better weekend than I did? Uh. uh... I, I, I'm feeling very uh, sleepy right now because I did that thing where, you know, you fall asleep at around, like, 6.30 and thinking, it would be good to take a nap right now. <laughs> I just got a nap right before reviewing. Uh, oh, yeah, that'll be, that'll be fine. I'll wake up, you know, at 8.30 and be okay and, uh, you know, it seemed like a good idea at the time. It's uh, not exactly working out as as he had planned, though. No, no, because I woke up feeling more tired, or you know, just about the same as I was when I fell asleep. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, dude, you just eat like a really big meal and you just like have to not do anything. No, I I know exactly how you feel because uh, when I finally made it home with my car that is not working so healthily. Uh, I was like, you know what, screw eating healthy, and I went and I got a super nacho, and I just ate, like, a super nacho <laughs> by myself. Just do it. And then just lay down on the couch and watch Game of Thrones, and right now my stomach is, like, I am awake, but I have, my stomach is so full that my body's like, I'm, we're shutting down all non-useful <laughs> systems right now to digest this food. Oh, so. I'm just, I'm, I'm not eating dinner, I'm gonna tell you that right now. I'm past that point. <laughs> Second breakfast? I don't know what you're talking about. No, no, because, no, like, you know, you eat, and it's in the middle of the afternoon around lunchtime, but it's just, like, so big that you're just like, ah, well, this is yeah. dinner, too. So it's like every time that I go to Vegas where I have one meal a day, like, at 12 noon, <laughs> and that, st- like... like last- just hit, hitting up the buffets? No, yeah, last time I went with my... I went with my dad there, like, for 21st birthday, maybe? Um, which is quite a ways ago. No, I, we had to have gone again. That would be like, that's almost 10 years ago. Um, anyways, uh, so yeah, we would do the big buffets and like the following day, I wouldn't even be hungry by the time we went to the next buffet, but I knew that that was the only <laughs> meal I was going to eat. So I would still get like 17 plates worth of food. It's uh, just there. You might as well go for it. And all, all the buffets are like themed and stuff. So it's like, you want to hit at least one at like at least every single island um, not island like <laughs> tropical region, but island as in like you know section. Each of the bars at the at the different buffets, you always want to hit like you know sweet. This is like the salad one. Then over there is like the weird sausages and junk. And there's like the pizza one. And then there's like the not the correct meal of the day bar where they just have like omelets. It's like two in the afternoon. Oh, there's those are the breakfast ones. Dude, it's good times. All you know, all day breakfast, all the time. Yeah. But, you know, quit, quitting big meals is sort of like quitting heroin. And uh, <laughs> sometimes sometimes you just got to change yourself up in the cabin and try to uh, try to wait out all the withdrawals. 
And, I'm uh, doing that on a weekly basis, man. <laughs> I've been throwing my smack down the well since <laughs> since 2006. And if people don't know what we're talking about, that's my uh, that's my attempt at segue into. Oh yeah, that's a good segue. This, this week's review of the film Evil Dead, which uh, we will get into in just a moment. Um, Carson, I'm assuming you've seen all of the previous Evil Deads. Of course. Um, I, I'm assuming you haven't. I, in my usual fashion, have not. Um, I <laughs> I thought you were going to pull it and be like, well, I watched the original and it was shockingly terrible. <laughs> well, like, whoa. Uh, my, my experience with the Evil Dead series is hearing everybody in the world say, talk about how amazing it is. And, uh, you know, like 10 years ago or whatever, I had a buddy at an office that I was working with that like bought some special edition that came out that was like, bound in like the book oh i have Uh, those so he i I own those too the book of the dead uh dvd versions yeah yeah so he he got those and he had them in the office he's like oh yeah have you seen these and i'm like no i have not and he's like these are (laughs) is he from new jersey no he's not i'm just that's my that's my stomach (laughs) voice coming out um okay but anyway so he was playing these at the office one day and uh i was not really paying attention but he played me like the scene in one of them where the guy goes to open up the cupboard and there's just a white chalk outline of what used to be a chainsaw. It's all chainsaw. And then like a headless mannequin runs in the room with the chainsaw and tries to chainsaw him. Um, Excuse me. Oh, uh, yeah. That scene is my, my entire familiarity with the source material. All right. So you, you came into this one fresh. Yeah, I came into my into this came into this one not knowing why everybody thinks this film this film series is so great. You came in like pretty probably the uh, majority of the audience who went to see this one this weekend. Probably. Um, and when I say audience, I mean like random frat boys who show up and be like, "Dude, dude, don't be a pussy, dude." You know, <laughs> that's that's what I got in my theater. <laughs> Yeah, I I had some uh, uh, either high or inebriated people in the back of my theater, some some young twenty somethings or maybe late teens uh, that were yeah. p- pretty obnoxious during this this film, um, including like you know like somebody you, you'll be watching a movie and there'll be like a heckler in the theater and somebody will like you know a character will say a line and the right. he- the heckler will like either Eat throw it. out what that line really means or what the answer to that guy's line it like right if somebody's like what's going on then somebody would be like you're gonna die that's what's going on don't go down there yeah Mm -hmm. this person just like repeated lines but they weren't even funny those people are the worst it'd be like i I need to go in the car it's like ha you're gonna go to the car it's like (laughs) oh Damn it. You're like a child it's like a child dude you're like why am like, I... I that's like kid stuff i'm uh you know you hear a line in a movie when you're a kid and you repeat it like my mom got really mad because we went and saw uh the movie mouse hunt in theaters and that part uh toward the end where uh the the mouse eats like i think he eats some he eats something and uh Nathan Lane says, like, son of a bitch, ate it. And then my brother, who was probably, like, five or six, repeated the line <laughs> verbatim in the theater, like, ha-ha, you know, laughing while he said it. My mom was just like, ah, oh, this movie is inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Ah, uh, yeah. I think it's a good place to get, uh, to pick up a line from. It's good, yeah, good. You know, so, 
Not not as endearing um, when you're uh, an, an inebriated twenty one year old or something or other. Yeah, but uh, you know these people, these hecklers are going to be in every film. So I, I tried my best not to let it uh, flavor my opinion of the film at all. But but you see, like I I almost feel like people like that are just they're too they're actually scared of the film, but they, that's like their way of trying to show that they're not being scared. But I don't think so. You know so. what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, like, like those kind of like frat boy dudes who walked into my theater, they weren't sitting near me. Like, I was in a giant theater, and uh, so, like, they're, if they were talking, I couldn't hear them. But the, I, I did hear, like, some sort of, you know, kind of like them kind of talking amongst each other. Uh, if it was, like, really loud... You know, they were if they were getting pretty loud, then uh, I don't know. Like it just seems like that that was their coping mechanism or something. Well, I I've recognized in other films like when I saw Paranormal Activity three, there's this guy who's like not so dumb. That's just like there's like a guy pulling that like this guy was just saying stuff, and then halfway yeah. through the movie, he shut up and didn't make another sound for the rest of the movie because he was trying to like it's not so bad, but then he was actually scared, so he shut up. Um, mm. These these people, one of them, one of which was a girl. Um, I, it just seemed like they were really, I don't think they were comprehending it well enough to be scared. Mm. Uh, well, they probably, probably not. Yeah. There's being obnoxious. But anyways, Evil Dead. Um, uh, what do you say, Carson? We just take a look at the trailer for this film and then jump right in and let everybody know what we thought. Okay. Alright, so here we have Evil Dead. We have this uh, young girl named Maya who is trying to get over an addiction. Uh, it's Mia. Is it Mia? Yeah. 
Mia, Maya. She, she's not hunting Osama. Mia, Maya. You know, you say tomato. <laughs> I say tomato. Tomato, tomato. Um. Anyways, what was it? Mia, Mia, Mia is trying to get over her drug addiction, and she gets a bunch of friends and her brother to take her out to this wood, um, and this little cabin that's in the wood. And, you know, the idea is that they're all going to hang out there and not let her leave until she has made it through the period of withdrawals and she can quit these drugs for good. Um, yeah, but, this is the last time. But, you know, there's something weird about this cabin. And, uh, you know, they discover below there's some weird, nasty, like, voodoo black magic looking stuff that's been going on. And there's this wrapped up <laughs> book. And, Just some uh, cats hanging on hooks. <laughs> and, and nothing, no big deal. <laughs> So one of these guys who's in this cabin with them happens to be a teacher, and you know teachers are really interested in learning and, and, and being all being all booky about stuff. So he decides he's going to open up this book, um, which conveniently has lots of translations from whatever native tongue it's written in. And yeah. he decides, like a genius in a horror film, that he's going to start reading <laughs> some of this text from this book. And uh, he unleashes something into the woods. Uh, yes. That thing goes inside of Mia. Smart and, teacher. And literally all hell breaks loose. So, yes. Carson, did this live up to everything it potentially maybe could have in some universe? Or did it turn out not the way you... Well, I don't even know whether you were optimistic for it or not. But what well, did you think I'll, of this I'll give you some backstory. Okay, backstory. I'll, I'll give you a backstory. I, um, I, I remember the exact moment I saw... Uh, the first the original evil dead um i was watching it in the middle of the night on the ifc channel and i think i had just come back from like some midnight show of a movie and uh i don't know i just be i remember being immediately infatuated with it and uh, it it lived up to everything that people that i you know had talked to about it and had told me about it like yeah like evil dead's a classic and um uh, yeah, it's just, it really is a, a horror classic. Like, I, I, maybe, you know, depending on your opinion of this film, I would say go back and rewatch. E- even if, you know, you ended up liking this or not. I mean, there's just something so low-budget awesome about the first Evil Dead. Um, it's just one of the coolest movie debuts ever like it's just sam raimi just like came out and he and he crushed it um and uh you know they they've been they've been trying to do to remake evil dead for a long time like i remember in high school um them talking about it they wanted to remake evil dead and like uh, i remember at one point they're like ashton kutcher was gonna play ash you know bruce campbell's character and i remember talking to my uh, my chemistry teacher in high school and thinking like well, this is just a stupid idea like why would you remake evil dead um and then it kind of went away and then it came back again re- uh, you know not too long ago and it, it got made and you know i just really had no i really just thought it was unnecessary and i had no interest in seeing it really and then there was you know kind of building up to the release of the film like it premiered at south by southwest and it had this very, you know, kind of uh, very uh, positive screening there. And everyone on the interwebs uh, mostly was giving it high marks and saying, you know, right. it is uh, a pretty crazy film and it's uh, actually worthwhile. And, you know, it's got, it's backed by Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell. They've been 
you know, Bruce Campbell especially has been going out and, and supporting it. And so I'm thinking like, okay, well, you know, if, if, if Bruce Campbell is out there telling me that it's okay and, you know, don't pass judgment on it till you see the film and, you know, these two can coexist and yada, yada, yada. People are actually giving high marks. Anyway, that long-winded setup, um, I was going in expecting something to be like, you know, just mind effed and like blown away. Um, yeah, and I I wasn't like I really kind of stepped out of the theater thinking like really that was pretty lame. Like I <laughs> I uh, I honestly thought this was really weak. I, I just you know people were talking about how crazy and gory it is, and it's just like yeah, like I've seen worse. It's not anything that's you know totally crazy where I'm just like whoa, guys, you know Evil Dead remake is off the charts. Yeah. Um, I I really just didn't think it was anything above a a typical generic horror remake. Really, like I, I this really isn't anything more than uh, well, I say it's a little more than something like Texas Chainsaw 3D, but it really isn't that much more than uh, than the the usual horror remakes that we get. Like I I think maybe it's a little more competently made, but I mean. Th- I, I mean, I can't really fault the director of this film. Like, I, I think I remember reading various interviews with him and, you know, him talking about like, they, you know, he wanted to do all practical blood and stuff like that. And, you know, the, the whole setup with that she's a heroin addict and they're going into the woods to, you know, so she can quit and uh, they don't bring any of their cell phones, which I thought was a smart move. And it, he was talking about how, like, you know, didn't want to make it seem like it was one time period, even though it's probably present day. But yeah, I, I just thought like the the choices he was making in certain areas were were smart. And uh, but I mean, this guy's facing an uphill battle. Like, imagine that. I mean, of course you're gonna say yes because if Sam Raimi comes up to you and says like, "Hey, I want you to remake," you know, Evil Dead. It's like okay, yeah, but then at the same time, you're just like, this is gonna be a nightmare because you know you're. You're just you're just climbing this mountain of of uh, impossible tasks. It almost seems like because it is such this beloved classic, and uh, not only that, dude, but you gotta climb the you gotta fight the battle of Cabin in the Woods having come out last year. Yeah, is that you know, and, and this movie especially, like I just. It felt like every single horror trope that we've seen in every single horror movie kind of hashed together. Like I, I was really surprised at how weak the script is and how vanilla the characters are. Like I, I, I really thought that uh, the girl who played Mia, Jane Levy, I thought she was really good. Like I thought she was single-handedly holding the film together with her performance. Like anytime she was on screen. I thought it was like working in in some regard. Well, it, it was it was weird though because she goes through transformation because before she becomes like you know possessed or whatever. Yeah, she, she's kind of horrendous, as horrendous as everybody else is. Like when she's just trying to be like, I didn't think you would come. If you're gonna be here, you have to stay here. Like, yeah, no, no, no. I'm I'm not I'm not defending that. I'm saying like that when the scary stuff starts going down, uh, the crazy stuff. I think her like frightened, you know, I what's happening to me performance like that I think was a lot more interesting than 
everyone else in the film. Like, and but then you know, like in the original Evil Dead, she gets thrown down into the basement for you know most of the film, and we're we're left with you know the movie is left with these like really just boring characters. Like the guy who plays her brother, I'm sorry, was not a at all an, an interesting character. And you know you've got like dumb teacher guy who has to read the book, and it's like I know we have to you know, propel the plot in some way, but it's like, was that supposed to be like a joke that just like, oh, well, our education is in the toilet, so this guy's, you know, stupid. Like, I don't know, it just seemed like, it seemed so dumb that he would read it, and um, the the other two female characters I thought were completely disposable, and um, yeah, dude, like, I I didn't like, I did not like this movie, so. Yeah. How, what, what is your opinion going in not having seen, you know, anything Evil Dead related? Well, like were I you said, were you like, "Whoa, cool," or were you just like this same old bullcrap? Well, to go to go into my backstory for this, like I said, I'd seen that one scene from whichever of the Evil Dead movies it was from, and the way I kind of understood it is that at one point there was like a serious horror film that was supposed to be made and then it turned into like this weird wacky Evil Dead, what what everybody knows Evil Dead. Well, yeah, as. the 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 first Evil Dead is a straight up horror movie, and it is pretty scary in some regards. I mean, it still has a very kind of high high like uh, energy camp value. Not like not necessarily camp, but it's uh it's got uh it's not as grim, I will say, as this remake is. And um, but the the second film, which is I think the scene where you saw it from, um is like kind of a, a a combination of the two it's scary and then it's also a comedy like really yeah. campy and yeah and well, then the third one army of darkness is a straight up you know just camp fest yeah so like that that's kind of like my my previous knowledge and what i've kind of absorbed from the world is that it is really campy and it's supposed to be whatever so yeah. like when, when when the first trailer came out for um for this this remake or reboot or whatever they're trying to do um you know like i was like oh this is that evil dead whatever you know like i think i saw it mostly in like the regal first look before i saw like a regular trailer i saw like their little advertising of it and you know i was like oh they're remaking that um oh interesting it looks like they're trying to do it a little more serious than than what it was and you know i didn't really think much of it but the more i watched the trailer and like like this, the, the the trailer that we listened to um, in this episode, I actually really like that trailer just from a uh, the way it's edited and like the freneticness of it and what it's yeah. showing. Like, I think it's a really well done trailer, and that trailer kind of made me interested just because it it did kind of seem like it would that this film would be a little over the top, not from a camp value standpoint, but from like the gore and the craziness and like. It seemed like yeah, it was they were definitely be, amping it up. In yeah, a, in like, a way. like I was like, okay, this looks like it might be a little turned up to eleven. Um, I'm I'm interested in checking out what this little horror film is about. Uh, so, so I I, I don't want to say I was optimistic, but I I was I was interested in seeing it. Like I was like, oh, this this could be pretty cool. Um, I'll check it out. You know, not caring if it even relates at all. Like obviously, I knew there was a book, and there was going to be some possession type stuff. And a camera was gonna fly through a wood at some point, but I was like <laughs> the the demon POV. Yeah, like if if that was the only thing that had a connection to the original stuff, I wouldn't have cared at all because I was I wasn't going into it for its connection to the previous um the previous works. So 
as it started, um, you know, I, I actually really like the um, the drug angle of everything, just because it's people who they expect Mia to be to be acting like she's possessed because she's going she's going to be going through like really gnarly withdrawals and yeah like just just as soon as like they said she was addicted to drugs and like they explained that that's why they're in the woods i was like okay this is kind of awesome it's not just teenagers going to a cabin to have lots of sex and then ghosts show up party yeah there was a specific reason for them to be there that reason was going to put mia in a state in which the people would feel like she's supposed to be acting normal so that when like the paranormal stuff starts happening it would take some time before people realize that it's not the drugs it's something else like you know otherworldly like it i, I yeah. thought i thought it was a really clever a really great setup i don't know if that sort of thing was in any of the other films um, no it wasn't okay. um so like it, they, yeah so that so that's an original yeah the original thing. was just like hey they show up in a cabin in the woods and no i mean i agree with you i think the setup here is uh it is pretty clever. Like, I think that is a good kind of way to circumnavigate the, you know, the usual, hey, we're just going to the cabin because, woo, spring break or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we just, you know, know grandpappy died and we got this cabin now. Let's go check it out. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. So, so like, that, that like, as soon as it started, I was like, okay, cool. We're on board. You know, I was I was not really feeling the acting by all any of the characters at that point in the film, but I was like, hey, whatever. It's a good setup. We're going to get here. We're going to find this book. Someone's going to read it. Okay. I'm all good. Um, So I was still on board with it at that point. And in the trailers, one of the things that kind of excited me um, was like the actress who's playing Mia, like her performance as like this really wigged out, like something bad's happened to me. Like it it just seemed like she was going to do a good job. This is going to be awesome movie um, and I should be able to enjoy it. Once she first has her craziness happen, and then like you said, she gets you know thrown in the the basement or whatever. Yeah. The rest of the haunty stuff starts to kind of just derail from that moment going forward. Uh, yeah. w- with each character, like you know, the, from the trailer, I kind of always got the impression that Mia was causing the actions to happen, but it was really like although any person who's being affected is being affected on their own kind of outside of me as being affected and yeah like the way they kind of established story-wise that like oh well all this stuff in this book has to happen so one by one we'll just flip a page and then something different will happen we'll flip a page and something different will happen but it's not like the one guy is reading that page and then somebody gets affected in that same way it's just a like there's this weird demon book and it lists a bunch of things that will like a, a bunch of ways in which demons possess people, I guess. And then we're just seeing each of those different ways transpire. It's like, it's like, you know, yeah. And then it conveniently has ways to dispose of them at the end. Yeah. Which I mean, I mean, clearly it, it, the book was about the, I mean, the way I interpret it is the book is about different demons and, the ways of how to kill them were added after the fact by people who have the book who have dealt with those demons in the past. Right, right. So, like, it's it's kind of like in, you know, in, um, uh, not Sinister, in, yeah, was it Sinister? That was the one with Ethan Hawke? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when, when he's, like, when he's talking to that guy and he's like, oh, I know all about Bakul or whatever. Um, oh, yes, to Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, it's basically like this is that guy's book that he wrote in the margins. Like, oh, this this is how you have to deal with this situation. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, it, it is also funny. Like it, it, it's funny that the people, the same people who are writing, don't read this book. We're translating the book into English so that it could be read. Um, it's it, it, you know it is it is kind of weird though. Like I, that the whole fact that there's English written in this book is both a positive and a negative for me. Like. In a way, I feel it was kind of a clever way. Because, you know, like, you watch some horror movies and for some reason one guy in the group reads Latin. Like, he just knows Latin. <laughs> and he's like, oh, exactly. blah, 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 and he's like, starts just reading off these, like, old passages. Or like, I read Aramaic or something. I'm like, surprised this this guy didn't since he was a teacher. Well, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, the fact that this is a book that was used by other people who had done the work to find people and translate certain things, that kind of was an inst- – like – it's an interesting concept that that nobody knows how to read the book but there's people there people have already been through the book and written things in it so it can be translated by the group like i i thought that was an interesting idea but it just for some reason in the context with the quality of the film at this point it felt a little dumb but it's it's like my initial reaction was like oh that's that's kind of cool and then it's like it's starting to get a little dumb though and then and then it got a lot dumber yeah I, i just went back and forth on it a lot but um well you see i i I, uh yeah i kind of had the well i had a a a quicker derailing i think than you i i was not on board with that opening scene to begin with um i i thought that was kind of just like uh okay um that wasn't exactly too enticing you mean when Uh, they're just just explaining why they're there in the first place right the very opening scene yeah um a because i liked how in the original there's no explanation as to why really the book is in the cabin um you know it just starts off with them you know going straight to the cabin i i Um, I have have one one, one, let me interject real fast just i have a question for you is there a dog in the other films named grandpa oh i can't remember because as soon as they said like oh grandpa like those drunk or high people in the back just busted out laughing and i was like it seems really stupid to name a dog Grandpa unless that's a reference to something in one of the other films. Like, I, don't quote me on it, but because uh, I haven't seen the original, I'm I was trying. I meant to rewatch it, but uh, I I didn't, and uh, I don't think there's a dog in the original one. Um, if there is, I don't remember. Um, it, it just I think like maybe really... they were just laughing because his name was Grandpa. No, exactly. I don't know. Like it, it's it's just dumb that like from from a like if I was making a film, unless I had a really good reason to name a, a animal grandpa, like I wouldn't do it. Like it, it doesn't make sense if you're trying to make a serious film why you would do something that silly unless it's explained in, in a meaningful way. Yeah, I, I don't think that was a I don't think that was a callback, um, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Um but anyways, I I didn't uh, I didn't jibe with that uh, first scene very very much, and um, yeah, so so I was already you know kind of not feeling it then, and uh, and then I was not feeling it when you know these actors showed up and th- the dialogue was very lame and the acting wasn't really syncing up, and uh, but you know I did like the stuff again you know like we said but she's there because she's trying to you know, quit cold turkey and all this stuff. And I was like, well, that's a good reason, you know, instead of, like I, like we said, just showing up because, you know, woo, you know, spring break, like, yeah. 
we're all going there to, to party or whatever. Big booties uh, and whatever, y'all. <laughs> you know, if Alien if Alien showed up in this, and then we would have a great movie. Um, but yeah, like I just I don't know, I wasn't feeling it, and then uh, it just from there on it was just like one one thing after the another where I was just like, ah, uh, yeah. Um, but then, you know, I kind of liked it. Uh, the, the final, like the finale, like the final showdown, I kind of liked, I kind of liked that setup with like the, the blood raining and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, there's a, there's a moment I, I won't say I'll, I'll kind of dance around it, but you'll know what I mean. Uh, there's a moment when the character, a character in the film gets, uh, kind of has a like 127 hours moment <laughs> yeah um that is definitely uh a call not a callback but like a a, a winking sort of nod to the original okay. um that kind of uh having your appendage that certain appendage being uh severed so uh that really kind of rubbed me the wrong way because I was just like, am, am I supposed to be the guy, you know, and sitting in the audience who's seen the original and cheer when like that happens? Like, yeah, like like the one guy who thought it was awesome when, you know, Jason found his hockey mask in the Friday the 13th remake. It's like, nope, no, I don't care about that. Um, so, yeah, I, I wasn't down with that. And uh, yeah. But then and the thing is that this this film it it just looks like every other generic horror remake and it just look, it's so grim and like i understand trying to get away completely from the original film they're trying to firmly establish it as its own thing like they don't want to copy it the original like kind of shot for shot or whatever or like the same the same style that Raimi used but so so okay, like I, I applaud them for for going and like kind of the more like ah oh, we're gonna be like and really intense and really grim and and stuff like that, but you know it it can be done. But I think in this case it was just kind of like the, this isn't fun. This is just more like a chore to watch than you know really getting into it and going like yeah like woo I'm really glad that that chick cut her arm off and you know yeah uh, it's not it's not fun in the sense that like dead alive is a fun movie and it's like crazy gory um that's fun like that that that's fun i will say that um i like that they use the practical effects but the only downside to that was it was all shot like really dark and kind of like you know uh occasionally the camera you know will just be like really shaky and you can't really tell what's going on it's like Okay, well, if you're gonna shoot practical, you might as well just like get all in there, and um, that's one of the great. That's one of the great things about something like Dead Alive, which is where like the whole ending scene, it's like it's very bright, and you see everything close up, and you're just like, whoa! Like you can see all the effects on display, and it's just like really awesome. And um, I will say though, uh, the, the tree rape in this movie that was pretty gnarly. Um, <laughs> Definitely a lot more intense than in the original. Although I will say in the original, it's a lot more creepy because it's more just like a guy in a tree costume. Yeah. Um, and that to me is like a lot creepier than just like some kind of funky tree roots going on. But I will say like the 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 root itself that does the its effect, thing. Yeah. That that I really like that practical effect because like 
A, we saw it completely, and B, it reminded me of like the the little like intestines in, in Dead Alive that was like checking itself out in the mirror at the end yeah. of the of the film. Like that that was like that was a cool thing. Like I was like if the if the movie had been more like that and we had seen like a lot of, you know, those kind of effects at work, like I would have been more into it. But um Yeah. Yeah, I, I think really what it comes down to is everything that everything that involved Mia looked great. Everything that involved anyone else was a really just hokey and B just not um, that really that interesting. And and, and uh, well, uh, well, first of all, let me let me take part of that statement back. When Mia was doing the usual like I'm gonna shout obscenities and tell people I want to like blow oh, them yeah. and stuff like that, like. Uh, like that whole possessed people say obscene things is it, it's really hard to execute in a way that that doesn't come off as silly and i right. really especially now since they've done it so many times yeah it just it doesn't feel authentic and like there's there's more way creepier things you can say um to freak people out than to say something that's going to make people giggle um especially right. if they're in a theater full of high slash drunk people um, yeah, but but beyond that, like everything Mia was doing was great. But I'm sick of movies that have nail guns work like just automatic <laughs> weapons. Like it, it's it's really it's really dumb. Like the only time it worked is in Tucker and Dale versus Evil because yeah, that that's a awesome. funny movie. Like it, it's yeah, supposed well they're to they're silly. they're spoofing that you know essentially. Yeah, and I think in that one they did it right. I th- wasn't the guy holding down the safety on it. Yeah. To allow yeah. it to shoot. Yeah. In this, it's like a weird, you know, half dead already chick who's just holding this nail gun going, chunk, 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 and it's like yeah, shooting everyone like... millions of times. Yeah. Well, you see, you know, I'm glad you brought up Tucker and Dale because that is a film that I think, uh, you know, it came out before Cabin in the Woods, but it took that, you know, that genre and took that trope and really made something special out of it. And now, after Cabin in the Woods is out, I mean, you really, like, everyone who goes to make this kind of horror, any kind of horror movie, but especially a Cabin in the Woods-type horror movie, like, you got to bring your A-game, man. You can't just, like, half-ass it. Otherwise, people like us sitting in the audience are just going to be like, you know, Bradley Cooper, or not Bradley Cooper, (laughs) Bradley Whitford and Richard Jenkins are somewhere going like, I wish he, you know summon the damn merman like i just i just you know like it just it's it bothers me so yeah yeah i just i totally gotta bring it man you gotta bring you can't just have it be like well we'll just do the normal tropes and it's like no man oh you have some you have some like fly shots like here and there it's like that's not gonna save your movie dude you gotta like bring it I i think i think the the only remaining guy reads from book and brings evil into the world movie that we have left to watch is the knights of badass dumb if that ever gets freaking released <laughs> but, but besides that does that, sound like a pretty awesome movie dude besides that though people just need to stop making that 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 could be the next tucker and dale yeah I, I'm, I'm hoping that it will be i'm i'm really excited for that film but uh you know what it's so weird that you that you said that because the other day i was like perusing I don't know why I was perusing Peter Dinklage's IMDb and I was like, Oh yeah. When is that movie going to come out? That, that sounded like an awesome movie. Dude, I remember for- when they announced that and then I was like, what happened to that? First of all, you never need a reason to peruse 
Dinklage's okay. IMDb page. <laughs> to, to peruse the Dinklage's, the yeah. Dinks. I, I, I personally, I, I have that set as my homepage when I open Safari. It just goes to Peter <laughs> Dinklage's IMDb because I like, need to know if he's Mr. doing What's Mr. Dinklage up to these days? Um, but yeah, besides that, like it's, I'm, I'm really excited for that movie. And like that trailer came out like two years ago. What the hell has been going on with it? Oh, there's a trailer for it. I didn't even know there was a trailer for oh, it. Oh yeah, dude, just, dude, I mean, not right now because we're. Is it unofficial? Is it like, a, no, like an upside it's an, down it's, thing? Like... It's an official trailer. Like it's been out for a while. Maybe um, I saw it and I forgot. I don't know. Maybe. I just it, never, never came across it. It looks awesome and I'm excited, but, uh, but yeah, we are not talking about the, that film that could potentially be awesome we're talking about evil dead so carson i think we've probably been giving this a little bit too much attention we might be rising weird devil creatures from the earth mm-hmm. as we speak so why don't we quickly before that thing shows up and tries to kill us both why don't we just let everybody know what we thought about this film if you're going to place this on a must-see recommend with a caveat or wait for rental or pass with the caveat or must avoid. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why Like I just blanked after the first three. If you're going to place it on that scale, where would you place it? I'm going to give it a pass. Um, like I said, it's not a good... I did not enjoy the movie, but uh, I will say I give it higher marks than Texas Chainsaw 3D or the Total Recall remake. They were trying, I think, at least. I give the guy credit for... He had an uphill battle. But at the same time... You know, I don't know. Like, I feel like it is a little bit better than those those films. I, I, I wouldn't flat out say don't watch it. I think if you have seen the uh, the original films, like, go ahead and watch this one just so you could be, you know, to, to see what you, you know, if you're into it or not. I don't know. But I really think this movie is only going to play to people who have absolutely – no idea that uh, an Evil Dead was released, you know, 30 years ago, or it yeah. already exists. Um, and they're just going into this as this is the next horror movie that's out. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a pass. Yep, I I will. Yeah, like I don't think this is as horrendous as a lot of the other things. So yeah, th- this isn't a must avoid. Um, I'm gonna give it a pass also. Uh, it, it mostly gets a pass because there are a couple of cool moments in the film. Um, yeah. there's, there's a pretty spectacular chainsaw moment um, at, towards the end that, uh, it, it, as ridiculous as it is, it's pretty awesome. Just the fact that they shot it <laughs> the way they did. Um, there, there, there's just a, a few fun moments, but overall, the film isn't that great. Uh, isn't that greatly acted? And... Uh, it really, it, it really is sort of a you know like when when we reviewed um, when we reviewed the latest Resident Evil film, we talked yeah. about how it's literally just like this is the scene where this happens. This is and there's not not really anything to connect them the same. Yeah, that's exactly how this film is. But the connecting tissue is literally a book that just flips to the next page. So like <laughs> somebody somebody dies or hurts themselves in a weird way. And then yeah. the book flips to the page that shows a similar thing to what just happened. And then the next yeah. person decides to hurt themselves and or and or die in a weird way. And then it flips the page and shows that way. And it's sort of stupid. <laughs> but I think some of those... But at st- least it's not how <laughs> Resident Evil 5 was. Yeah. Where it was just uh, they brought back the little 
the little girl from the first movie and was just like, level one. I mean, she basically could have just said, <laughs> you know, you've now entered level, you know, whatever, because you're actually in a video game. And and both both films feature a girl in a multi-voice saying, you're all going to die down here. That's true. So. And they both end up wearing a red dress. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, two passes with caveats from us. Carson, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? Uh, you can go to practicalcandy.wordpress.com. Cool. People can find me over at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter to figure out when these episodes go live at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Music for this episode is probably going to come from the soundtrack to uh, Evil Dead. So hopefully you're enjoying that. And uh, oh, I was gonna ask you, did you stay for the little uh, after credits sequence? I did not stay for that. Okay, well, it wasn't anything special, but uh, it just—it's uh, literally a shot of Bruce Campbell, star of the original Evil Dead's, yeah. and uh, he just turns to the camera and he goes groovy, like he says groovy, um, and uh, that kind of pissed me off because I was just like really like why would you put that at the end of your movie like i guess it's obviously to maybe make fans go like oh like for some reason i I mean had no connective tissue to the other you know to the rest of the movie other than this was like a ploy to get you know fans in the audience of the original to get excited yeah but uh it only made me just real you know go like well yeah that just makes me want to see the original again you know that that only makes me want the king that makes me you know realize like yeah there hey remember the original evil dead yeah there there's a better one out there that's the, that's all i interpreted it yeah, it, yeah so huh. i thought that was kind of lame but it is kind of a weird choice of things to do like yeah because i'm especially because bruce campbell already said like that he didn't want to appear in the film as ash because he said that he thought that would be distracting um, because they were trying to make this remake, you know, stand on its own and and be its, a separate entity from the original. So I don't know. It just seemed weird. So yeah, yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Nothing. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that's this episode. Um, we're gonna go take off and get on to recording our other episodes. Take care, everybody, and uh, we will see you next time.